welcome back to Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And this week, we hold the night, sort of, as we watch episode 8 of 2021 Chapel Waits. Before we get started, how was your week? My week is actually good. I, um, I did something that I was really anxious about, which is I finished my Christmas shopping. And I was able to find a gift for everyone in my household. Happy holidays, everybody! Our, we this drops on Christmas Eve's eves. Mm-hmm. If you celebrate, Merry Christmas! If you celebrate Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah! It's been over for weeks. <laughs> Hanukkah seems so early this year. <laughs> yeah. So you you think you're done with Christmas shopping I think now? I'm done with Christmas shopping. I might want to get stocking stuffers. I don't know when I would find the opportunity I to do this. I love stocking stuffers. I want to find some too, so I will help. But yeah, I don't know when I'll go shopping because I don't think I have another chance before uh, whenever. But uh, well, we both have Christmas Eve off, so okay. we could go out early in the morning on Christmas Eve and find. I know that there will be stores open. I unfortunately, I, I really like, and I know this might be something that nobody else I know likes. I like going to Barnes and Noble. Yeah, we could do that. All those weird eccentric little things yep. that, that people and like. And I like, there you have a good game section, little mm-hmm. dolls and keychains yeah, and things. Yeah, stuff like that that I enjoy. We can go to Barnes & Noble. We have a Noble. roommate that likes uh, Daiso, and that's kind of fun too. But I also, also love Daiso. For a while I was making stockings for a friend's kids just with stuff I got from yeah. Daiso. <sighs> you but could do that for like 15 bucks, and it was like a bunch of stuff. <laughs> every location is a little bit different, so... And the, the inventory is never the same. So as much as I liked, I loved getting a dinosaur needed rubber erasers. But uh, yeah, not every store carries them. So the three locations that are close to us, it's like, oh no, this one won't carry them. This one will. We could go to El Cerrito Plaza on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And we can go to Daiso. And we can go to CVS. And we can go to Barnes & Noble. And we can go to Trader Joe's, and then we can come home and then not leave again for three days. Yes. That's My, our shopping list, yeah. dear listener. If you just described to you what we're going to be doing. If you're in the Bay Area, that's where you'll find us on Friday morning. Fascinating listening, I think. Indeed. I feel uh, like you're right here in the room with us. <laughs> uh, so, how was your week? It was good. I feel like I'm racing to get as much done before Thursday as possible because I don't want to work over the weekend, Mm, the holiday weekend. But I might have to work over the holiday weekend. We'll see what happens. Uh, What we have decided while sitting here right before we hit Mm -hmm. record on this episode is that we are going to take a little break from this Mm -hmm. uh, and finish up in the new year. So next week we are not going to drop a new episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I will probably plug a previous episode at that point, but mm-hmm. we'll take a week off. We've only got two more episodes of the show, and then a big question mark. Yes, I have suggestions, but we'll think about those later, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so next week, no episode. But this week, there is an episode. And that episode is going to talk about episode eight, Hold the Night, directed by one David Frazy. Frazy? Written by the Filardi brothers. I'm still assum- assuming they're brothers and not lovers. Uh, originally airing October 17th of this year, 2021. And uh, everything that was started last time 
comes to fruition this time. Yes. <laughs> I felt like not a great deal happened in this episode. No, it was a um, tense episode and it was good, mm-hmm. but not a lot happens. We only, yeah. I mean, I think we see four hours of time yeah. or something that, that goes by. Um, because, spoiler alert, they do not, in fact, hold the night. <laughs> Mostly because you can't let the eight-year-old make decisions. <laughs> because the eight-year-old will make bad decisions. Yes. So, we've got, we're all at Chapel Wait. Our intrepid team of Charles Boone the captain of a whaling ship, one minister who is losing his faith, one constable whose wife is one of the undead, one uh, stock boy slash account taker, one child and one other child. (laughs) Oh, and one Rebecca. She's the... uh, Teacher, cum journalist, cum nanny, cum love interest. They really... Do they kiss? They don't kiss. No, they don't. They embrace passionately. And she does put her hand on his chest. Yes. And looks at him. And I'm just like, I think she might be ruined. I think just that action might have ruined her. Right, exactly. (laughs) I read historical romance sometimes. Uh... So they're all there. They have painted crosses on the boards of mm-hmm. the outside. They have boarded up all of the lower windows. They have harpooned and killed Philip Boone and thrown his head out of the window. And they are now surrounded by Jacob and his sycophants. Some of which are human, some of which are not. A lot of which are human. Some of which are not. Yeah, I think there's much more lives than deads. The minister's basically totally given up on praying, so she, he hands over the opening prayer for this evening to Rebecca, who does uh, what you said was the beginning of an exorcism. Right, well, so the, the, or part of an the exorcism. psalm that's used in exorcisms. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, the minister is really a disappointing character because he goes from at least you can respect him for having the conviction to want to out himself and do the right thing. But it turns out that his love interest, Faith, was it? Yes, it was Faith. Ha! He lost Faith both ways. Both ways. Um, Losing Faith two ways. It's like a dish on on Top Chef. Um, He he just doesn't... Faith doesn't seem to have been a great sterling character either. No. So. And uh, what I mean to, when I say that is that it seems like he was just sort of played for a fool in right. all kinds of directions. Sure. Why and is that bad? Why? 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 What does that make you? Your why is your problem with him? My problem with him is that he just doesn't seem to be able to get his act together, no matter how dire the situation is. I would offer that in the last twelve hours, mm-hmm. he has lost what he thought was the love of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, to a heinous murder, uh, what he presumed was his baby, y'all. In this episode, she, uh, th- that apple bitch comes and says, Not that the daddy. Not the, the daddy. baby. Yes, you are not the father. She Maury Povich the shit, uh, shit, the shit out of him. But, um, 
who's to say if that's true or not. But he believes that he has lost his marriage, the love of his life, and his baby in mm-hmm. the last 12 hours. So I don't, that's a lot for him to be dealing uh, yeah. with. I still don't have much pity for him. Okay, well. I know, I mean. That's uh I just feel like the issue that I'm having with him is just that he is a stereotype of all sorts of failed ministers all throughout fiction, starting with Nathaniel Hawthorne. Well, and keep so in mind, this, this is, the, is based on a story that was written of, in the 70s. Right, but this so. is the kind of, of character that we get all the time representing clergy. Um, but the other thing is that um, I just got really impatient with his absolute failure to do anything. Yeah, and, but and it's like, at the same time, he mm. didn't volunteer to go there. Right, but now that you're there, you have a job to do, and you're just Does not he? doing anything. What Either is that, sh- or if you, he can't do the job, just go out and get eaten. Well, that really? doesn't make any sense. At some point, mm-hmm. I sense in the next two episodes, he will, in fact, sacrifice himself for them. Yeah, and again, the fact that you can, the fact that you can make that prediction means how predictable his character is turning out to be. I would like to. I would like, but I'm going to do, I'm going to do the reverse Simpsons thing on you. This was written 40 years ago. Right. To say that it is what we always see. What was written 40 years ago? Jerusalem's Lot. Right? Should I say this? What? His character isn't in the short story. Oh, okay. This is entirely created out of stock characters. Oh, interesting. Okay. Then then you can have this this thing. But I presume that we were watching an adaptation of a thing from a while ago. It's a very free adaptation. Okay. So right. the the issue is that y'all, yeah. I am going to listen to that. I swear, and we will discuss. Yeah, that's it on kind it. of what was just troubling. It's like, oh, we have this guy, and it reminds me a lot of like um. And this he is, was my favorite character until this episode. Up until yeah, up until he was like, I really like. He has these convictions. He's going to make his public confession. He's going to do the right thing, quote yeah. unquote. But and then, you've got to also keep in. I would like you to keep in mind the mm-hmm. timeline that we're talking about. Everything, he got kicked out Mm -hmm. of the house, and Faith was killed, and his baby went missing within, like, the four hours leading up to this episode. Like, it all happened right then. I don't think it was the day before. I think it was the day of. Yeah, I don't know. Right? I'm still not... So, he, he, this is one long fucking terrible day and so i want to i want to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and he did tell honor that loa would be at in heaven Mm -hmm. even though i'm starting to doubt that myself yeah he's having a rough time and yeah he does kind of just want he wanted to just go curl up at the fucking boarding house and cry for three days but they were like nope you have to come to chapel wait right now and he's like uh I'm unprepared for that. I, I, I'm not. I literally was just beating a man in the street. Like, wh- why am I who you're calling on? And yet here we are. Uh, so yeah, he's having a rough time. He does hand everything off to Rebecca. Rebecca and Charles have a little bit of a, a moan. Share a moan. She does put his her hand on his chest, but I guess they don't kiss. I remember them kissing, but I guess they don't kiss. That was just in your romantic imagination. There's also a moan between the constable and his wife, where his wife is uh, demanding that she feed he feed her. Charles walks in on them, so he knows that he's feeding her, which is yuck. The constable won't drink from her, even though he is 
like stabbed in the gut and now also has this vampire feeding off of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, he's well, not going to keep it. She has told him it. that he's not going to make it through the night because the wound is too deep. And yeah, she's, she's like, I can it. smell it on you. And I'm like, ooh, yuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that, that's the least sexy vampire line. I like how the... Yeah, smell your wound. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn, that's hot. <laughs> this is this is a world away from Kate Beckinsale. These are just sort of like these sort of really gross and dead-looking vampires. I mean, the closest we get to the sexy vampire is Apple Girl, and yeah. she's had some really bad days and has quite a few ahead of her. Rebecca is like, you and me and my mom and the kids should all move to New York. Fuck this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, um. We're doomed wherever. We didn't live here. And my dad definitely straight up tried to kill me. We do get the um, constable letting Charles know that he did cut Stephen. Well, he says Stephen and Philip, but it was, that's not who it was. It was Philip and Charles's father mm-hmm. down when Silence tried to kill the three of them. And then he, she fought him. She was right. she resisted being saved. So, but now, but then he just looks Charles dead in the face and says, "I wish I hadn't saved those two because you'd never be born and we wouldn't be here doing this, this right is the now." This the scene that we earlier saw the flashback. Uh, yes, the, yeah, yes, right. yeah, yeah, from th- I think three episodes ago or whatever. So it was the con- this constable that cut him down, mm-hmm. um, and does yeah does dead look Charles Charles in the face and basically say, "Wish wish you were never born." Well, Which is rough, but also they're fighting in the context vampires. of trying to save the world. Yes, and we hear the story of of the constable and Mary, who he he saw her first when she was did he say twelve something like that. It, it and then when she weird. by the time when she was sixteen they got married, and he loved her the whole time and whatever. And I'm like. You're definitely older than her, and that's definitely gross. But it's also definitely hey. 1850. Okay. No, 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 no. Older when you're 50 and she's th- 40 okay, or 30 well. is one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're 25 and she's 12, it's a different fucking thing. That's a problem. Oh, okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> and it's not even a problem once they get to be older. But mm-hmm. a 12 year old is not that should is not a be. Uh, yeah, a... I just I, <laughs> as you know, I have my own experience with yes. you know, separate age couples and how much flack they get. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. fine with that as long as both parties are adult. Yes, literally any age over. Tw- I'm going to say 22. Yeah. I think 18 is still too young to be with like a 50-year-old because you still don't want an adult. That's not what you're looking for. 22, but and certainly 25. It was more of a, and it's weird um, it, how it was more of an acceptable, it, it's at that time because marriage was not based on even romantic inclinations. It was no, more or less it was based a business on fertility, right. But also... Um, Women have always been sexualized way yes, too fucking young. So, yeah, no. I, I have, have a feeling that, that Mary wasn't necessarily one of those people, but I do think that he seems to have genuinely loved her. Yes, he did genu- genuinely love her. And I feel bad her. because he seemed like But they I promise her... you he was 19 or whatever when she was 12. Yes. That's a problem still. Yes. It's still There's a, a, a difference in fucking gross. maturity level. <laughs> so... And yeah, and it isn't like, you know, women weren't basically full-grown adults at the age of 12 because they've been trained to be a wife 
mm-hmm. from the time that they were four well, that's or what younger. Makes Rebecca here sort of exceptional. What do you mean? Uh, that, that she, she isn't married. She not only that she isn't married. She's really has ambitions towards a career. Yes. And she's not going to. But be... you better believe that she can cook a meal oh, sure. and nanny your children and do Remember, all of those I grew other up in things. A family where because that was... you have to do mm-hmm. all of that, and then you can have some aspirations right. outside of I it. I grew up in a family where that was still, you know, my sisters having to learn how to cook. Mind you, they were horrible failures at that. But yeah, there you go. So what's happening outside is pandemonium. There. Constable is upstairs charged with keeping them away from the barn. Mm-hmm. Because if they get into the barn, they're going to have access to the tunnels. Then they'll get into the house. The idea is to make a stand at the house and keep them out of the barn. If they get into the barn, they get into the tunnels, they can they can close off the kitchen and the dining room and the cellar. And then if that if they lose that, they can make their last stand at the cellar. With the, which is where the book is. This book's still in the cellar, chained to Mary. It's a weird sight. Plus, she has her legs, like, open in a way that is very, especially for knowing that it's 1850, mm-hmm. very pr- provocative. It's, like, sh- uh, shocking to see the woman in the bathtub. Right. And the way that she is seated. Yeah. Um, and she makes no... She's not uncovered. Um, but she makes no move to be more chaste in her I think that that's where we see the sexuality of vampires. Maybe. I mean, obviously, uh, this is not, like I said, it's not Kate Beckinsale, it's not Christopher Lee, it's not a good-looking vampire. These are basically corpses. Uh, but the appeal that they have is this sort of abandon that they offer people through their biting. So there's some level of pleasure that the sheriff is receiving from being bitten by his wife. That's mm-hmm. what we've been led to believe to this point. And their sexuality is expressed through this kind of weird, I'm not going to be judgmental, through this uh, sharing of fluids. I don't know how else to describe that. So, um, yeah, I think when the minister sees her at one point, he's kind of taken aback by what that thing is. You know, it's like she represents the kind of wantonness that he has always been, you know, has been an issue for him. Yeah. So the cultists come... At the house, some of them are shot through mm-hmm. the windows. Rebecca can't fucking pull a trigger to save her life. They have given her a gun. She does not use it well. Um, uh, so they get up onto the roof, actually. They know that they're up on the roof. And Burroughs uh, straight up gives up at one point and goes down to the cellar like he's going to go ahead and take that thing and give it mm-hmm. to Jacob. And he is... Uh, Thwarted? Thwarted is a good thwarted word. Thwarted by Charles? Um, Rebecca sees one of the cultists in the house and it gets into the walls. Um, she points a gun at it. It's a woman at her. And uh, does n- nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the ladies... And, and then she lets Charles know... They're in, they're in the tunnels. So then the constable has to look, like, watch the barn. Uh, and then he sees her come out of the barn and start, like, trying to get other the other one's attentions that she knows how to get into the house now. And he does shoot her. Um, but then it looks like more and more of them, they saw it, and now the barn's gone. And so now they're going to come into the house. 
they're putting up more barricades to try and keep the parts of the house that aren't connected to the tunnels protected. Tane sort of freaks out and gets separated. Right. Loa finds him. Mm. Who has, she has come back, come into the house. Apparently these vampires also need no invitation. Because <laughs> if crosses on all of your exterior surfaces is to direct, please don't come in here. I don't right. like <laughs> But they, they get in. And uh, she's basically like, you know, we can make all of this stop. We can keep Dad from going crazy. We can all be together for literally ever. Give me that book. And we don't see that for a little while. And we see them fighting. And they're overwhelmed by cultists and vampires. And they're swarming inside. Jacob does a slow 360 to the house. Everybody sees them. They are all deeply creeped out by him. And then the next time we see him, he is on the stairs inside the house. It's bad. The house mm. has fallen. And they... Everybody goes down to the cellar. They're praying. There's banging on the door. The ladies are all praying together, and the men are standing there with weapons pointed at the door, and it looks like, this is it. I do not know they have enough bullets to get through everything that's coming at them. And then it stops. And I thought, oh, is it sunrise? Mm -hmm. Because... the vampires would need to go. Right. The the people obviously wouldn't, but they the vampires might need the people to, you know, cover them up or mm-hmm. whatever, or whatever they need to do. No, no, it's not it's not that. It is that Tane did give that book to his sister, who has turned on her uncle. I don't know where Stephen is. I didn't see him at the end there, and does get she does give that book to Jacob. Oh no, whoops. Everything is lost. Everything that they fought for. That house is destroyed. Uh, well, the house they were going to leave behind anyhow. Yeah. So now they're moving. They are going to go back to Jerusalem's lot with their spoils. They've got to get there before daybreak because you know vampires still vampires. The end of the world hasn't happened quite yet. Right. Uh, but. All of that fighting was for nothing because they left an eight-year-old alone. Oops. (laughs) And um, you said what you thought was going to happen next is... Well, I think that the only solution at this point is that they have to go into Salem's Lot and kill every goddamn one of them. And that's the honest to God's truth thing, which is the ending of the Salem's Lot, the book, the Stephen King book. Yes. Which is they just, you know, and, and both of the films, is the only solution is to go in broad daylight and drag them out of their coffins and kill them. Because yeah. you're going to have to work your way to that book. Yeah. Um, what, like, what did you feel of the episode as a whole? Because um, there's not a lot of mind it. action. I, nothing, not mm. all, yeah, we're done. We're 25 minutes into this episode. I think we talked about the episode. For that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That's mm. what happens. They made their stand and it didn't fucking work. <laughs> it's, I think it's a brave choice. It was a stand. Um, um, I love that it's called Hold the Night. Mm-hmm. They fucking just straight up don't. <laughs> just straight up don't. Well, that's the direction of Hold the Night. Um, 
And everybody... I feel like the people who really... The MVPs of the night mm-hmm. are Honor and Charles and Rebecca. Uh-huh. And everybody else is a little bullshit. We don't know what Abel was up to. He doesn't mm. come back with right. cavalry or anything, unsurprisingly. And we never see... There's no cut to it. This whole episode takes place at Chapel Wait. Right. We don't go anywhere else to see what Abel was doing. There's really nowhere else we would need to go, right? Miss mm-hmm. Miss Cloris is no more, so we don't have to check in with her right. on the reg. Uh, and everybody came to Chapel Wait. So don't know where Stephen went. Presume now that he's with Jacob, but I don't... Maybe not. Maybe he burned maybe that not. bridge, maybe. but Loa never did because right. Loa's... A new baby. Right. Well, maybe she saw that, you know. These people are feckless and I'm going to be fucked if I stay with them. So I think that Lois saw that. My dad did just cut off my grandfather's head. Right, exactly. I think that was the big deciding event. She's going to stay with the stronger party. So if she sees it, like, and, and even as a person who was on the side of the humans, obviously, I to the vampire who believes that they're invincible, that was pretty... Crazy. Yeah. Harpooned and then decapitated yeah. and had been thrown out. That was yeah. really a great it way to go. It was rad. It was great. And so um, she immediately and goes it, to And that was the so numbers. awesome. And that they didn't get any good kills in this one. Even no. that apple bitch is still alive and she's a human and they had guns. Yeah, so th- I'll tell you what I liked about the episode. Then I'll tell you what I didn't like. Okay. Okay. So one of my favorite movies when I was younger was a film called Zulu from 1964. <laughs> And this is about um, the Battle of Rourke's Drift uh, during the Anglo-Zulu War and how a group of 150 soldiers had to hold out a fort against these invading Zulus. Um, The film doesn't age well because, as Michael Caine says it, we're just watching a bunch of black and white people shoot each other for for two hours. Yeah, that's a lot. He's like, yeah, I can understand why. But it's a great film about people coming up with heroism at the last minute because it's based on a true story. It's about, but what I like is that also oh, they we, did, we're, and, and we're on the side, I presume, of the white people. Well, we're on the side of the English until the very end, in which the Zulus stop the battle by just saying, "Well, that was fun. We have to go back to work now," and leave them behind. Right when they have a chance to slaughter them, like, "Well, you guys were really brave. That was fun," and they leave. That's literally what happens. They sing a song to the Englishmen who are all dying at this point. Like there's like twenty of them left, and then uh, like sing. By and then walk off. And you're like, what the hell? They're a real warrior people. It's like, well, that was brave of you, so we're going to leave you alone now. But so it wasn't even like you've made your stand. This is your your success. This is what you got. um, But the great thing about that film is that it lays out very much in the beginning we have to defend the hospital. There's a weakness in the hospital. That's where the the Zulu are going to come in. We have to defend this one, one gate and fortify. So it lays out the stakes very clearly. And what I liked about this episode is it did something very similar, which is yeah. we're fortifying the house. We have to keep them from getting to yeah. the barn. And right. I also liked that we find out why Charles mm-hmm. is good at this. Right. Like, yes. Charles has a mind for this because he protected ships from pirates. Right. And anybody... Marauders, people who are familiar I think he with said. Right. Uh, history, those big waters yeah. there were infested with both Asian and Portuguese pirates. Absolutely. And they were boarding all the time, so the, mm-hmm. you know that he had. And to do so this. he's like, 
a a, a house mm-hmm. is not terribly different right. than a boat. Right. If you can keep the people out of it, that's your best strategy. <laughs> yeah, and so I like the fact that he had a plan. There's a reason why he but, knows but how to do this. But they explicitly do say, right. I have a history with this. I know what the yeah. fuck I'm talking about. And we don't have anybody, even like the constable isn't like, who, who put you in charge? Which... That is definitely the constable also thing. realizes, I think, is a reasonable man. He also knows that he's wounded and he might not make it tonight. He also knows that right. his wife is a straight up vampire and he does not yes. he does not know yes, how exactly. to fight these things. So why would he step up and act like he fucking does? And but, he's also dealing with loss and, and right. things. I think Charles does also in this one say mm-hmm. I know that I'm not getting my daughter back. Like I know I said don't hurt her, mm-hmm. but I also like I know that if it comes to it and she's going to kill you, right. I get it. Like, <laughs> but like I was saying, I like the fact that like all the rules are put out for you yeah. ahead of time. Don't let them get to the barn. Yeah. And then they breach the barn. Yeah. And then once they get inside the house, mm-hmm. um, Rebecca is doing her best to rise to the occasion, but she... She just struggles. Well, she does eventually start... Pull the trigger because it doesn't seem like She eventually starts to act... You know, in the end, she she does rack up a kill, so to speak. Although, I'm not sure to put it in those kind of terms. But she actually starts fighting for her life and she does manage to to do some damage. But the most damage is done by somebody who gets right by her. And she can't stop them. They get into the barn because she wasn't able to... She could have... She had a... She could have fired a weapon right. that she had in her hand. But I think to that stop she that from happening. doesn't know how to do this and no, the people who do clear. are occupied at other places. Yeah. The minister isn't so great at doing this either. So when I said before yeah. I like that they just give the women guns and aren't like, ooh right. you know, can your dainty hands handle this? But maybe they should have done a little bit of that because the answer to the hard question is no. Right. Her dainty hands and, cannot handle And I like the the fact that uh, like the other film I mentioned, people come out of there's heroic moments. There's moments when people just fail badly. Uh, so I, and Tane, of course, fails the worst of all. Yeah, but once again, he's an yeah. eight year old boy. I know, and that 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 was a really great ending to the episode. That kind of like gut punch of realizing, oh no, everything that you fought for is nothing because he just gave it away. Because he gave it away. Because also, I was like, you really should have mm-hmm. been more clear with the stakes because I don't think honor might mm-hmm. understand what the stakes are. But it feels like Charles was trying to protect his kids from... And, no, 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 no. Yeah. If they get this book, yeah. it's the literal end of the world. Right. I don't think that was... And, and you, you... I don't want to scare my baby. At this it's point... too late. There's a dead man walking know. around your house. It's like right. when... Uh, there are a lot of stories, like romance stories, mm-hmm. where um, a boyfriend or a cop realizes that a woman is in danger from she's being stalked or whatever and the the hero never tells the heroine Mm -hmm. that she's in danger and i'm like tell the people who are in danger that they're in danger Mm. or they can do nothing to protect themselves and they will do stupid shit like give the book to the bad guy because they don't know any better because what his eight-year-old self knew was, we're either all going to die right now, or I could make it stop right now. That's all he knew. Well, and she's lying to him, obviously. Obviously. And she's, she's trading on the relationship of, and I, I get, again, don't know how vampirism vampirism works in this 
mm-hmm. version of the story. Um, it's a trade. Yeah. It's a blood trade. But it also, no, no, I mean, in, in the terms of like how much of the person survives. Oh, I got you. There, there, Wait, are, how are much they, of Loa is Loa and right. how much is just. Like, it, it can use Loa's memories as a vehicle to do things, but yeah. it's not Loa anymore. Loa's dead. Um,. But uh, but yeah, that that that's the things I like about it. I especially like that ending when you're like, "Holy hell!" And the scene of how they simply walk away from this pitched battle, the vampires having won what they wanted. Yeah. And I also liked the scene with Jacob in the house, where he genuinely like everyone. He has this effect on people where oh, yeah. everybody is deeply creeped out, disgusted, their stomach is churning when they see him. Like, what is that? What is that? No. And I think that you need to do it in this case because we've seen so many vampire movies. This is a flaw I feel like with zombie movies myself. I don't find this scary anymore because I've seen the same thing so many times. Plus, they've all seen, mm-hmm. you know, that apple bitch. Right. She's been around. They've all seen now. They've mm-hmm. all seen Mary. Right. Who's chained up in the basement still. Yeah. She didn't get let go. I'm surprised that they didn't realize the book was gone sooner because it was tied to her in such an explicit way. Right. And they were down there with her. I'm surprised she didn't go. Yeah, but at the same, <laughs> I can excuse that because they are looking up the staircase knowing that they're about to. Right, but I'm surprised this. she didn't be. She wasn't just like mm. laughing at them. Right. I'm surprised she kept it together and wasn't like. Yeah, that's true. Well, but I'll tell you. You've okay, already so lost. To those like were the <laughs> things that I liked about it. What I didn't like. Anything of the preacher. You're well, not just the preacher, the constant conversation about religion in this episode. It just kept going on and on. Comparative religions. What if their God is great? What if it. No one's addressing the fact that if the vampires are so great, they still can't cross a threshold with a cross on it. They have to depend on the human minions to do that for them. And that's why the human minions are getting killed left and right. Now, that leaves it with the worst position that the vampires are still alive and they're much harder to kill. Yeah. But it's just like we keep having this discussion and no one's addressing this simple subject like, well, if the worm god is so great, why can't they actually get past this other religious symbol to get inside the house? And there's just like gaps in logic where I'm going, this is almost feels like it's padding this conversation. You know, I didn't feel there was at least an emotional well, connection. Well, but you, I think that they would really be having that conversation, and I don't know that they would make a rational jump. Make to say, the, no. Yeah. Once again, it's been a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a whole ass day, and now they're into the night. And these are also keep in mind; these are not people who stay up late. <laughs> It's 1850. It just, these yeah. people are in bed by 8 it just because it like is dark as shit outside. Some of these conversations, we're, we have to stretch this out. Um, but I did, yeah, like I said, I appreciated the action and everything to it. I appreciated the moments when you're, these sort of knuckle-biting moments that you had. Like when the, the uh, the I guess one of the vampires or one of the minions gets into the kitchen and, and runs interference for a vampire who then is just flinging things around. They're, they're so strong that it's really hard for one of the human beings to actually fight it. The minister does fight at one point. Um, but anyhow, yeah, it's just, I really want it to come to the point where we find out what they do to be proactive, and I really think that's going to be the next episode. What did you think overall? Because it really does just make one effect, this episode. It felt like a good bottle episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably about five minutes longer than I needed it to be. I'm done with Mary. She can get a stake through the heart at any time. I don't like that. I don't like what they've done to her character. Mm. Um, 
because we didn't see it. I wish I had gotten two more scenes of her non-vampired. Mm. Because I don't see the love between her and the constable. We right. saw that one scene where he looked at her when she was getting sick, maybe a little. Mm-hmm. I need a little bit more for what I'm getting from her now. Because she's like yeah. heinous and bitchy. And I'm like, just kill her already. Like, why we don't? I don't know. Um, do you think that uh, Burroughs is the father? Or do you think that that uh, Jacob is the father? I think Jacob is the father. You think that thing could have babies? Do you I think that know, thing makes sperm? I don't know what this this particular version of the mythology is. Right. I mean, traditionally... But is that, that looks mm. like a dead body, which makes me think that sperm is not... Yeah, a thing, and that would be logical thinking. But again, we're also talking about the undead and and monsters, and so it might not follow rules. You think rules. you're too good, <laughs> right? But um, I hope to God that she's not telling the truth because that's necrophilia, um, and it's gross. Just that weird rotting cadaver thing. Yeah, I horrible. can't. I don't. I can't picture that thing being sexual. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand. know. And then I d- see because there, and, a- and that thing wants to say that bitch wants to tell you whatever you will, th- mm. whatever will hurt you the most. Right, like that's what she gets off on. She's clearly a sadist, um, and I think that's what would hurt him the most. So I think that's why she said it. So mm. that's what I'm going with. Fingers I, crossed. I really <laughs> will probably never know. There's an element. There will not be a paternity test to this. To that story, that part of the story that bothers me, though, which is the notion that the dead produce these deformities and like, uh, yeah, because sometimes those ba- babies are just born like that. Yeah, and that's kind of what it's like. Oh, and their yeah. parents didn't need to fuck a demon for that to be the case, but no. yeah, let's persecute the disabled. Sure, that's, that's what a, it feels like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind I, of what it feels like a yeah. little bit, and why I'm a little queasy with that part of the story. I'm glad that it's not yeah. front and center right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because it does feel like, uh, well, that's what you get for being mm-hmm. a sinner. Like, right. what? And there's yeah. sort of a, a a kind of a freak show element to it where look at this strange thing and how disgusting it is. And yeah, it's ableism, I think, is a word that comes to mind. Uh, yes. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. But aside from that, uh, yeah, that that part of the story didn't really intrigue me as much. The The weird baby thing. But I am appreciating the fact that there's some genuine heroism. One of the things that's always irritated me about H.P. Lovecraft's writing is how his heroes are always sort of on the verge of madness or suicide or either they can't make decisions for themselves. They're always falling or knuckling under. And I like the fact that here we have people sort of trying to make a decision to save other people, people they've never met. And that's more important. That's They're willing to sacrifice um, their own life and family to be able to stop this now. Okay, so next week we're going to watch, well not next week the week after next, join us as we watch The Gathering Dark it's episode 9. It'll be dark. It'll gather. 9 of 10. Mm-hmm. We are recording this the day before the solstice. Shortest day of the year, longest night. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Until then, do you have anything that you want to recommend? Yes. Speaking of long nights, I recently saw a film with my roommates. That means you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 2020 film called uh, The Night House. Mm-hmm. 
And it has one of my favorite uh, modern actresses in it, Rebecca Hall. She's got a face. She has a very good face. Um, it's very expressive, and she communicates a lot of intelligence with it. Uh, and this is interesting because I recommended Hour of the Wolf not too long ago. And that was a film that also depends a lot on how interesting you find the leading actress. Um, in this case, I, I can't even tell you much of the plot without spoiling it. Uh, it's currently on Amazon Prime. It's about a woman who discovers that her husband had secrets yes. uh, after his suicide. That much is in the trailer. Um, the secrets are... I actually turned off the trailer before the trailer right. got to the end because I was like, I want to watch this movie and I don't want to see any more about it. The secrets are far more bizarre than you think they are. Even when you think they're pretty bizarre, they get stranger. And uh, there's all sorts of elements to it. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. The film is beautifully done. Um, there are sort of manifestations in the movie that are done in this really clever, intelligent way. Uh, and I can't go into that anymore. But What can you go into? <laughs> Vondi Curtis Hall is in the movie, and I always like him. I do too, actually. And, and there's just Yeah, when people. I saw his name in the credits, right. I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Actor, um, writer, director, activist, and martial artist, I found out. Long-time martial artist. But it's just, it's a really good film. It demands your attention, though. Yeah, This agreed. is not a two-screen experience. You really have to see it because there's some visual trope, uh, tricks that they do that are really stunning. Um, and so, really, you need to look at it to see just how subtle the, the, the effects are. It's like, oh, wait, oh, oh. You know, it's, it's really fun. But, yeah, that's what I'm recommending. Do you have something you'd like to recommend? this time because I can't remember anything that I've watched or taken in mm -hmm. for the last several weeks. But you've been very busy the last several That's, weeks. That's, I think, too. part of my problem. Um, when we got home, we, when we parked in the driveway, what did I say? I said, I think I want to rewatch Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas. So right. That's what I recommend. And yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think it's on... Right. I think it's on... Disney. Disney Plus. Because I believe that's where we saw it last. Uh, yeah, so that's it for this week. I think I'm I'm just, I'm, yeah, I've been busy, and I'm going to continue to be busy, and so my brain is tired, and I am sorry, everyone. But we wish you a happy holiday, uh, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, mm. Hanukkah's already over, so you know, happy Hanukkah, belated Hanukkah. <laughs> um, anything else that happens in this time of the year? Boxing Day, happy, happy Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. Uh, we will be back on the what is it, the fifth? Let me look at a calendar. Ba -ba -ba. You're not coming with a date. The 6th. Okay. We will be back on the 6th. Oh, King's Day. So our next episode will be the 6th, and then we'll follow it up on the 13th. And that's going to be it for Stephen King, y'all. Uh, until then, I would like to... Nope, I will tell you that you can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at latecomerspod, or you can find us on Facebook, latecomerspodcast. Search it in the search bar. You can listen there, or... Um, and any of the links that we put on the websites 
are on the Facebook page. There are many links. You can Google it. So many We're links. on Spotify. We're on Apple Playlists. We're on, like, uh, iHeartRadio. Like, we're on all of the places you can get a podcast. I've made sure. And if you have ideas for what we should do next. Yes, better ideas than me. We are soliciting. I have so many good ideas. We're not um, going to do Christopher Lee's whole oeuvre. No, unfortunately, <laughs> I realized that it would be impossible to find some of them, but... Yeah. And I don't know that I'd have much to say other than, yep, that had Christopher Lee in it. <laughs> so, uh, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe you can take over for the no, next 150 episodes and you do all the talking. <laughs> I feel like I do talk too much. Uh, until next time, happy holidays. Take your medicine. Uh, get vaccinated or boosted if you can. We can't find... Yes. I'm looking for a shot for Lemuel in the Bay Area. If you've got if, one, if let you me have know. A shot, if you have a syringe filled with a, with, with, Moderna, Moderna would be the if ideal you have one. Moderna. It sounds like a car. Yes. I'm driving the new Moderna. I'm trying to get a Moderna leather. booster shot yes. for this one over here. Uh-huh. Um, take your medicines in any form you can get them. Mm-hmm. And we remind you better, better late, late than, than never. never.